0: rise up rise up today is more of a foundation day the seems things we'll get into next week and honestly I wasn't planning on getting into this until next week but uh, one day I was praying about something I'm gonna go ahead and share this and then you know we'll, we'll build up to where I, where I sort of uh, connect back with it all right does that make sense all right and um, that way you can know a little bit where I'm going uh, instead of wondering where I'm going. Hey, Amen. And, um, and that's this. I was, uh, I was praying about something. And it seemed like uh, we would take trips, you know, and um, stuff would just happen, you know. Um, you know, we'd end up at a hospital or end up this or that or whatever. You know, something just taking place. Anybody ever been on a trip or a vacation or anywhere and something happened? You know what I mean? Just it got disrupted. It wasn't everything it should have been. You know what I'm saying? And But that happened time and time again. Or you get sick right before you go. Anybody ever had that happen before? I mean, you know, I mean, here's this awesome thing, and you'd get sick. I mean, man, one of the greatest trips of our lives was happening. And, man, I got sick right before that. I thought, you know what I'm saying? And it's just lesser. Now, you go through it, you do it, all these things. But you weren't at your tip shop shape. And there'd just be some things, other kind of things that might just cause disruption in the trip. And steal a little bit, if you will, the joy of it or what could have, could have been or whatever. Well, anyway, that, that just happened too many times with too frequency. Well, I, I thought, man, this can't be right. I mean, this is, this is not God's will. And I would pray and ask God, uh, you know, ahead of time, for the trip, all these kinds of things, you know. Well, one day I was praying about that. I inquired of the Lord about it. Aren't you glad we have a God we can inquire to? Yes. And it was a Saturday and I was praying. And I was just praying about these things. And uh, I don't know, it just, I don't know, it was just on my heart. So I asked the Lord about it. You know, I don't know why I had never asked the Lord about it before him, before this point in time, but I hadn't. So I asked the Lord about that. I inquired of him. It was, I remember I was praying, on, it was on Saturday and I was praying. Well, the next day, on a Sunday, I was driving down the road. I was just driving down the road. And uh, right on the inside of me, the Lord spoke to me. I mean, on the inside of me. I don't mean to hear a voice out here, but on the inside of me, I, I distinctly knew. I, I, he showed me. He, he spoke to me and showed me exactly what I needed to do, what the problem was. See, I knew there was a problem, and I knew he wasn't the problem. So I'm asking, what is the problem? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what am I supposed to do in this? Why is this? I know he's perfect. I'm trying to figure out on my end, what am I I not doing that I need to do? Or what am I doing that I no longer need to do? I mean, what what do I need to do? And he showed me right there, just driving down the road. Glory unfolded it right before me. Uh, And we're going to get into these things. And I'm going to give you the answer. Now, we're not going to speak about the answer here uh, too much today. We'll pick that up more next week. But he showed me here Matthew chapter 16. And I want to read this to you. That's how we'll do it. We'll read it, then I get there. I'll show it to you. All right, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Verse number 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Oh, glory to God. That's what the Lord said to me that day. He gave me that scripture. He said, Whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, we're going to unpack that phrase next week, not today next week. But I saw right there my role. I saw it. I saw it so clearly. What I had been missing on it, what had taken place, I just saw it. How many know, God can just show you, I don't know what it is. You know, well, I do know what it is. Thank you, Lord. It's, It's because, you know, when we receive something, we don't receive it from God in our heads, in our flesh, in our head, I mean in our minds or in our flesh. We receive it in our spirit. That's the point that contacts and talks to God. You know what I'm saying? Amen. God is a spirit. We're created in His image. The Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter 5, I pray your whole spirit and soul and body. We're spirit, soul and body. And so that's how He does it. And then it illuminates your mind, you see. And now you see things that you didn't see before. And so... He can say a lot, like in one second. You know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden, it's like this would be like a 30 minute conversation to us in the natural. But in a moment, you got it all. Like you just, you grasp it, you gain it. You know what I'm saying? That's how it was that morning. Or that afternoon. It was an afternoon, one Sunday afternoon. And and I got a hold of it. I had seen that I was praying, I was asking God for things, which was right, not wrong. I mean, it's it's right and good. But I was seeing. It wasn't the issue that he was never not... It wasn't he wasn't giving it. He was. It was it was being stolen from me. And I saw that I had to do something about that. It says here, whatever you bind on earth shall have already been bound in heaven. Now, we'll unpack this more last week, but what he's saying is it's already bound in heaven. But yet now he's telling us you bind it on the earth. I'll just leave this here. It's already bound in heaven. Literally, that's what this verse is saying. Whatever you bind on earth shall have already been bound in heaven. That's a literal way of saying it. So just because it's bound in heaven, does that automatically mean it's bound here on this earth into my life? Well, obviously not. Because if so, he would not have told him, you do this. Isn't that right? But he says, you do this. But it's already bound in heaven. It's not enough that it's already bound in heaven. Oh, glory to God. I know this. We're going, to get, we're going to unpack this next week, all right? You and I have a part to play in that. And I saw what was happening. Now, we're going to go and build up the foundation of why does things happen, okay? That's what we're building up today. Why do things happen? Well, verse 18, it says it right here. And I will also say that you are Peter upon this rock. I will build my church. Now notice this. And the gates of Hades will not overpower that. Or overpower it. Here's a foundational truth. We must respond to unseen opposition. We must respond to unseen opposition. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about this. But now Listen. There's extremes of things, okay? We're going to talk about the enemy for a moment. We're going to talk about how there's opposition to believers, opposition, we're going to talk about that. But listen, there are extremes in this. Listen, the devil's not at fault for everything. Amen. How many know we can make some really bad choices? (laughs) And you and I can reap the bad consequences of our choices. Amen. Amen. And the devil's not into everything, all right? You and I can make some bad decisions. We can, we can make some wrong moves and we can suffer consequences for those things. But thank God there's mercy, all right? But then there's the other extreme to things that there is no devil and there is nothing going on. The things that happen just happen. No, friends. Listen, there are unseen forces. By unseen, I mean to the naked eye. Of good and evil. And we must respond to the unseen opposition. Jesus says here, "I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it." The English Standard Version says like this: "The gates of hell shall not prevail against it." Though in reality, Hades and hell are, are slightly different, but we understand hell's permanent. Hades eventually, in Revelation, you know, is cast cast uh, cast away. The Holman Christian Standard Bible says this: "And the forces of Hades will not." overpower it. Now, Hades at this point in time would have been a place where unbelievers would go. Uh, The the, the spirit of those who have fallen on this earth and awaiting judgment, you might say. And what Jesus is saying, though, here is the word gates, gates of Hades, uh, you could say death, right? It's a place of death. Jesus is also saying this, that I'll build my church and, not, and death will not even stop it from being built. He's saying that. That's true. We know that, that there were members of the early church, listen, even beyond that, that were martyred for the faith. Did it stop the gospel from going forth? No, it didn't stop. Did, did, did uh, the enemy crucifying the Son of God? Listen, did that stop the church? Oh, no, it did not. God confounded him, glory to God. And the Bible even says, had he known what it was, have done, he would have never got involved in that part in the first place. But what we see here, notice it says here in the Home and Christian Center, and the forces, the gates of Hades or the forces. Now, obviously, normally gates are not something that attack you. They're more defensive in nature. But that also is not what can be in full view here because the word Hades also means, I said it can mean a place of death, it was, but it also meant, literally, actually, the word means unseen or not seen. The forces of that which aren't seen will not overpower it. Now Jesus is saying things obviously that we're going to advance the kingdom of God and we'll get to that, amen. And and the forces of Hades, the forces of the devil, they will not stop us from being built. They will not stop the church from being built. They'll not stop you from overcoming. That's absolutely true. But we also see there's opposition here because it says the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Some translations say will not prevail against it. I believe is how the English Standard Version says. Meaning there is something coming up against. Will not overpower. That is to be stronger than something against. What comes against? So make no mistake, we understand as Christians there is a force that is not of God that will try to come against us. Both collectively as a church and ecclesia, called out ones, but also individually as members of Christ's body. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 and verse 10 says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, this is where Jesus is speaking about being a good shepherd. And he's contrasting the good shepherd and things that the good shepherd would do and protect and keep. And he says this about the thief, though. The thief comes only. The thief comes only. Well, we know that the enemy, the devil, is the thief. He comes only, what, to steal and kill and destroy. Friends, the devil's trying to destroy God and all that is his. The devil's trying to overcome your life and overcome my life. You know why? Because he lost out on things. He rose up a challenge against God. He got cast down. Jesus even said, I saw the Satan fall like lightning. He got cast down, and now his mission, listen, The devil's sole purpose and mission in life is to keep people from following Jesus and for those who already follow Jesus to stop them and prevent them from walking in everything that God has already done for them and provided for them. He doesn't want you to experience things he can't experience. He doesn't want you to obtain and walk in things he can no longer obtain or walk in. He doesn't want any part of that. Jesus said, the thief comes. Notice it, the thief comes. The thief comes. The thief comes. When I, that day I was thinking about that. That Sunday afternoon, I've heard this verse many, many times. And I've focused on it. I've preached on it before many times. I focus on, man, praise God for life and life more abundantly. What Jesus gives versus what the enemy tries to come and do, do against us. And we focus on steal, kill, and destroy That's his M.O. If it still kills and destroys, it's not from God. It's a good litmus test here. But I saw something I hadn't really recognized before and not paid enough attention to, and that's this. The thief comes. The thief comes. The thief comes. We'd be going on a trip. We'd be doing this or that, making prayers. I'd be praying, Lord, give us this, give us that. Let everything be right back at home. Let ever this happen or that or so on and so forth. And then I realized that, oh, wait, yet the thief comes. See, God gives you something, but the thief comes to try to take it. The thief comes to try to steal it. The Lord will show me it's not on my end. It's not that I'm not giving you what you're asking for. I am. The problem is there's a thief that comes. And he's coming to steal it. He's coming to destroy it. That's why it gets disrupted. That's why it all goes wrong. That's why things happen. And you've got to do something about that. The thief comes. I mean, listen. A thief, that's what they do. I mean, somebody was going to break into somebody's house. They don't just go case the house. Park down there and take a look at it and watch over it and walk around it. And that's all they do. They just get in the car. They just sit there and watch it. No. They eventually, what? Go in to try to rob. That's their intention, at least, unless something thwarts them. They don't just stand by. The thief doesn't stand by. The thief comes. He will come. The devil's actively trying to take what isn't his from your life. I mean, in the natural, a thief doesn't drive up in front of your house, park, and think, I sure hope they bring that 80-inch TV out here to me and put it in my vehicle. (laughs) They wouldn't do that. No way, no how. They're saying, I'm going to get that and anything else I want in there. They're being proactive. And all of a sudden, we've got to realize, I realize as a believer, I need to be proactive. And I wasn't being proactive. I'm letting him get in there and disrupt things in my life that I don't need to do. Oh, how this helped me. Oh, how this helped us. How this made so many many things better for us. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, man, the first time. I mean, this happened enough times. That obviously, that I'm praying about it. So you understand, this happened enough times to me. And it particularly happened to me. Sometimes it happened to other members in the family. Things, but it, it really was, I don't know, it just seemed like it was always coming against me, you know. And I remember, first trip, and I didn't have any more problems. Oh, hallelujah, what a great time that was. Glory to God. No more worrying about it. It happened, and let me just put it this way. It happened enough times in my life, I'd start thinking about it before I had to go somewhere. Whew, I'm going to get sick. Whew, this is going to happen to me. It's going to go wrong. I, that happened enough times, I began to have thoughts like that. that that's not good, okay? And I take those thoughts captive, but I begin to, you shouldn't even be in that place to even begin to dwell or think that way. Oh, but the freedom God gave me when He helped me see things from His Word and begin to take authority. Church, we have authority, and we're going to talk about that. Friends, when the thief comes, there are only two options. He's going to steal from you, or he's not going to steal from you. Amen? And you and I have got to decide that because he's coming. He's coming for your health. He's coming for your family. He's coming for your children. He's coming for your future. He's coming for your money and on and on and on. Jesus is telling us that the thief comes. In other words, he's telling us ahead of time to get us ready and to be ready and to be watchful that there will be a challenge. I mean, if somebody told you ahead of time that so-and-so, listen, there's going to be somebody tonight that's going to come to your house and rob you. They told you that. And you knew for certain that was going to take place or the opportunity of it would take place, the possibility of it would take place. Now, you couldn't go anywhere else. You can't run away, so to speak, whatever, okay? You can't go stay somewhere else. you got to be there. What would you do? Would you say, well, let's just go ahead and unlock the door and turn on the light and say, come on in here and let's go to bed and hope he leaves us alone? Friends, not one of us would do that. You'd go get your 12 gauge. You'd put ammo in it. You'd shoot it a little bit. Even though he's in the city limits, you didn't care. You're getting ready. If they showed up, you say, Good, I need you here. Stay around for a few hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if the police showed up because you're shooting it, you know. No, you'd be ready. You'd sit there, glory to God. You'd say, come on in. You'd be like, I'm about to give you. You'd you'd put a sign on the door, come on in, knock for a surprise of your life. That's what you'd put on the front door. (laughs) You'd be ready, glory to God. You'd be prepared. But spiritually so many times, Jesus is saying, listen, I'm the good shepherd. I'm going to bring you life. I'm going to give you life abundantly. But listen, watch out. There is a thief that comes and he'll try to steal from you what I've given you. He'll try to destroy from your life what I've given you. He'll try to take from you and kill and utterly bring you to ruin. Listen, don't fall asleep on this. And too many times of us in the church, listen, we just go to sleep. We just fall asleep at the wheel. And we just think, well, I mean, if they go ahead and take everything, they take everything. And they go, listen, you wouldn't do that in the natural, so why in the world are you doing that in the spiritual? Amen. We've got to be prepared, and we must respond to unseen opposition. Friends, there is so much going on in the world today. I want to leave this, my goodness, Ephesians chapter 6. Let me me skip. I'm going to skip a little bit here. We'll come back. We'll come back. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse number 10 says this. Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Now notice this. So that you will be able to stand firm against his schemes. The devil's not just going to check attack the church collectively he'll also try to come at you individually in person for verse number 12 notice this the schemes of the devil verse 12 for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. What's he saying here? We and I must respond to unseen opposition. That's why he said be strong in the Lord. And therefore as a result is what the word therefore means. As a result, take up the full armor. Why? We're responding to the fact that there is unseen opposition. The schemes of the devil. You mean he has schemes? You mean he has strategies? You mean he has plans? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean we have to be defeated. He says for we wrestle not with flesh, and blood. Many times you think you've got a people problem, but it's actually not a people problem. It's a devil problem. And it's manifesting in people's lives. You know, oh, Lord, help me now. When all, you know, it's not as much as it is now, but when all these riots were taking place, you remember what I'm talking about. All these things. You know, the devil's got people around here in this country thinking we got people problems. We got problems with certain groups of people. Friends, I'm going to tell you, it's the enemy behind the scenes. All that rioting, all that mess, I'm just going to tell you, there's things unseen that are going on. He, the devil is, listen, he is the one who causes strife, division, disunity, unrest, Listen, all of it, that's his nature. That's his M.O. If he can stir it up, oh, you know, you know, you know. Listen, he's an instigator. And you know people right now. Now, I'm not saying these people are of the devil. Don't misunderstand. But you know people who are just instigators. Come on now. They love there and get people together and they just walk off and they just watch it laughing. You know what I'm saying? You know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Now, listen, don't tell them. Now, don't walk up next time and say, get behind me Satan. Don't say that to them, all right? But the devil is an instigator. He loves to just pit people against each other, stir up division, stir up strife, stir up unrest. That's his kind of thing. He likes that, man. That's his culture. That's his environment. That's where he's at home. And people yield to him. You think people, when they will come out of the womb and their first thoughts as a little bitty baby, before they can even communicate their thoughts are, I want to grow up and I want to kill people one day. Do you think that's their thoughts? No, 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 no. How did it get there then? How did some people get to such a place where they take dark actions? Well, things in the thought life, we know it don't happen over a moment. They dwell on things. They think on things. But friends, those are thoughts that don't come from God. The thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. You know, there are things that only take you so far in dealing with somebody in the natural. And then you got to say, hold up and begin to pray. Start dealing with unseen forces. Amen? So we must respond to unseen opposition. It's time for the church to rise up. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. I invite you just to stand with me right now. Hallelujah.